soy the final frontier. I am Comrade Britain. And I am Shithead Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS International Waters, our ongoing mission. To seek out new information about each other and old and to boldly go to, to get, get to, to know Britmore. Podcast is here. Soy Trek. One half vegan, one half queer. A hundred percent communist. Unless we have a less left is Patrick and Britain. Talking, joking, shorting and shitting. Star Trek, like our buttholes, the show is wrecked. Soy Trek, the podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. Hey, what's up, Patrick? What's up? Not much. How are you doing, dog? I think I'm going to give up on the bridge sounds for now. I'll figure that out later because yeah. uh, it keeps on just like not playing. I feel so you. Know, we're going we're gonna to have some silence now. Oh, my God. Enjoy the silence. <sighs> like that the, the, uh, the, the Depeche Mode song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good song. I really love Depeche Mode. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah. They're good uh, sexing music. Hell, yeah. Good music to have uh, sex to. Mine's all uh, All Star by Smash Mouth. Oh, yeah, just on repeat. <laughs> and, like, you always you put the, the L up to the, the forehead. You think I'm lying. Somebody! And you're like, eh, okay, it's over. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the... Oh, wait, no, it's uh, 100, <laughs> over 1,000 farts. <laughs> <laughs> over 1,000? <laughs> Uh, that's, that's yeah, fart sounds. There were 1,000 farts for an hour. <laughs> that's what I have in my songs to have sex to folder. <laughs> Pretty cool, dude. Used to be all-star, but I guess I changed it at some point. I don't remember. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna just going to have this, this fart, this uh, one-hour thing, the fart noises going on. Yeah, you should you should put at least like one weird owl song in the mix. <laughs> Spam in the place where you live. Spam at home. The night Santa went crazy. <laughs> the night Santa. What is up with that song? I love that I think song. it closes out one of his albums, and it's like, yeah. what is going on with this fucking song? <laughs> it gets really dark. Or it's it gets like- super dark. <laughs> Deals with him like having to stand off with the police, and then, like, yeah. and then like kill it. Did he kill himself or kill? I think killed? he may, might have done suicide by cop or something like yeah. that. Yeah, which is pretty fucked up. Yeah, he does. does yeah, he's singing like the solemn like uh, uh, aftermath of uh, of Santa's postal moment. Great yeah. song. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to, hear to that it, on folks. the way home. Love to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, you were li- wow. You listen. You listen to that song on the reg? Not really. No, I haven't listened to it since I was like in high school, maybe. Oh wow, that's surprising. Yeah, I listen to it every night. <laughs> you know what soundtrack I have been listening to, which actually, which fucks a lot. What's that? Um, uh, the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. The Dumb and Dumber soundtrack is pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does. It starts out with um, oh, oh, what's that fucking song uh, by Apache Indian? Mm. Ooh, shuba yeah. <laughs> yeah. That song is awesome. I fucking love that song. I listen to it 
all the time. Mm. I'm not joking about that at all. I actually do listen to that song. It's zany. It's absolutely zany. Absolutely zany. And it has Nick Cave on there, which I love. Uh, Red Right Hand. Really? There's a Nick Cave song on that? Yeah. That's, that's surprising. The Fairley Brothers actually do have decent music taste, even though they're bad at making movies. <laughs> like, I, I, will, I, will, I will stand up for Dumb and Dumber. Dumb yeah. and Dumber's great, and it's, it's the point where, for some reason, everyone seems to think that, like, something about Mary is, like, their best film. It's not. That movie sucks. Yeah. It's, like, dark. Everyone in it is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's no, just, I do like Chris Elliott in that. He's his, just, yeah, he's Chris Elliott. But, yeah, yeah. Chris Elliott always puts in a good performance. Yeah. You love Chris Elliott. I love Chris Elliott and everything. Like, Cabin Boy, that movie's Honestly, awesome. great. Honestly, it, like, great. Like, if you go back and watch it now, like, if, you know, it, it influenced so much humor because it obviously directly influenced, like, Tim and Eric. Yeah. Like very obviously, it's very like nightmarish mm-hmm. in in very like I don't know it. Uh, I feel like um, Tim and Eric brought like a big element of like um, public access television to yeah. it that that differed, but mm-hmm. like the the nightmarish kind of surreal absurdist element of it is so Chris Elliott. Oh yeah, so Chris Elliott. I can tell. You, yeah, Chris Elliott was definitely ahead of his time oh, with so a lot of his fun. comedy. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Like, yeah, Cab- Cabin Boy. You haven't seen it. Has 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 David Letterman, Andy Richter. Oh yeah, that's right. It does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, has a lot of people. Has a lot of funny faces. It's it's a, it's a really good movie. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, we are here today mm-hmm. because uh, uh, with a writer strike going on, yeah. we have decided. I took a cue from. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to the Doughboys podcast. I've not. No. Oh, very very good podcast. Mm. So what they're doing. Um, is in solidarity with the WGA. Mm-hmm. They're not writing their podcast for right now. Hells yeah. And so we're, we're going to do that too. And also, also um, all of the proceeds from our advertising mm-hmm. is going to go to something for the WGA. I'm nice. Gonna send, I'm going to start by sending them a bunch of pins. I've already sent a few shirts down there. But oh, like, hells yeah. Yeah, I'm going to send a bunch <laughs> of pins. I uh, know one of the strike captains for the Disney lot. Oh, hells yeah. Uh, who's a writer on Disco. Uh, and he's nice. super, super nice, super cool guy. Send a bunch of uh, pro union um, WGA pins and stuff. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like union man pins. I was gonna do. Yeah. yeah, and then union woman pins, mm. and then union they them pins. Oh, and I haven't, I haven't decided who I'm gonna put on union they them. Who do you think's the most? Oh, maybe Jedzia or mm, yeah. who's who's the most they them person in 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 DS9 that would be like pro union? Do you think? I would say Jed Z is probably a good choice mm-hmm. for that, yeah. Or Ezri, I guess. Or Ezri, yeah. Both are pretty femme, but like, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we're going to be interviewing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to start that. All right. You can start that at any time. Uh, a bunch of listeners have asked that, um, you know, uh, we tell people more about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Which I don't, I don't know, I don't know why you want to know, but yeah. people want to know. People, people want to know. We we talk a bunch. They uh, they get our opinions on everything. Why not see? We don't really people? delve into our personal brains. Not a whole lot, and uh, maybe we should change that. Maybe we should be more personable and talk about you know, a little <clears throat> little slice of life for people. Yeah, slice of life. I slice mean, we, of life. We, it sometimes sneaks into the podcast. Sometimes. Yeah. 
occasionally, but we usually, I mean, do a lot more of our personal stuff on the social media and things like mm, that. That's true. I feel like I'm a lot more me on, uh, you know, like our discord and people oh, yeah. know me more. Yeah, I don't really post on discord at all. Yeah, you should. It's pretty yeah. fun. It's pretty fun. Dog. Yeah, it's true. I'm, it's, 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 it's bussing. It's bussing. It's bussing is what I'm told. <laughs> well, let's see. Well, I know just talked about dumb and dumber soundtrack i'm listening to because mm-hmm. like i feel like it's an album yeah that kind of transports me back to pre-9-11 and when and how, how good you know just like you know i felt like it maybe had a little fun in there and i want to ask you is there any music because i know you love music yeah i you, do Music's you make mu- you make music you I write do. music yeah i don't know if people, people know that about brit yeah i'm a musician you, have, you, you might have, say you have one, very one you says do. that yeah, you'd have different musical avenues that you do. I do. And so I'm wondering, is there any album that you have in your life that kind of transports you to like a pre-9-11 state before? Specifically pre-9-11. Yeah, specifically pre-9-11. I mean... Because you're around, what, 14? Uh, I was 13 at the time. 13, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I was in like middle school. I remember the day it happened because like my friend called me and woke me up at like 5 a.m. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Alaska time, uh, four hours behind oh, yeah. Eastern time. And so uh, maybe 4 a.m. And it was like, hey, you got to turn on the TV. A plane just hit the World Trade Center. And I didn't really know what the World Trade Center was. Yeah. Like, um, you know. You're in Alaska. You don't ever been to New York. <laughs> we, I, we had actually been to New York before. Oh, really? But like the World Trade Center was not really that. Yeah, no one cared about that. Though. No, we went to the top of the Empire State Building because yeah, that yeah. was the building. That's where King Hong hang out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and maybe maybe catch a glimpse of that King Dong, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that big sentient gorilla dick. <laughs> Give me that big sentient gorilla penis. <laughs> well, you know. So the King Kong soundtrack. No. Uh, you know, actually, gorillas uh, have smaller penises than humans. Proportionally. 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 No, but they're only like, uh, they have, they're uh, also just size wise. Like, yeah, yeah. Humans have bigger uh, dicks. Than <laughs> maybe your penis. <laughs> Listen, I've got a small penis, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gorilla size. Yeah, that's right. Girl, you want this gorilla dick? You, you know what I'm saying? Dick? That's right. This gorilla, Zip. this gorilla dick got that gorilla grip. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just poured gorilla glue on it. I hope it works. Oh, it's polyurethane. Do you have any nail polish <laughs> that, 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 that takes away gorilla Oh, glue. it's acetone. It's acetone. Um, so... Albums that bring me back to pre 9-11. So I feel like I listen to a lot of music very nostalgically and mm-hmm. because I heard it a lot growing up. Um, I mean, th- and there's certain albums and certain songs that definitely transport me back to a certain moment in time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my my music teacher growing up was this woman named Mrs. Uh, or we call her Mrs. Hopper. Her name was Robin Hopper. And she made folk music. Mm. And like, I feel like her whole thing as a teacher was just like being an elementary school music teacher in order to fucking hawk her fucking shitty folk music on her students and their parents. Cause like everyone I knew who went to my elementary school had one of her albums at least. That's weird. It is super weird, right? <laughs> it's just, yeah, you have like a, I guess well, I assume like since, yeah, you grew up in Alaska and it's like, you know, pretty out there mm-hmm. so it's just like you know she's probably one of the few bastions of culture yeah <laughs> and, and, oh. uh, and then but, in the small town just like oh we got the folk singer 
<laughs> definitely had the folk singer. And I just remember one certain line that just always brings me back for some reason to when I was like nine years old. Mm. And the line is, there's moose in the meadow. There'll be fresh meat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like that's a hard line. I it like is that. a it is an incredibly hard line, but in the context, the song is stupid. It's like there's moose in the meadow. There'll be fresh meat tonight, and it's like you like it's a hard line, but it's in context of the song, it sucks. Yeah, and it's just about like romanticizing living in Alaska when living in Alaska sucks. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's just like the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it. it I mean, it's probably good because you probably grew up with a lot of people who are probably like survivalists or something. You knew a lot of them. Thought they were survival, yeah. like like because I lived in the suburbs, like mm-hmm. the ruralish suburbs. So mm-hmm. like, um, I mean, like technically, so the place I grew up was, uh, I I call it ruralish because it is kind of ruralish in the, but it's like also subdivisions, mm. um, and so it's it's the um. You know, it's the suburbs, but also throw in a little bit of rural, mm. which is a weird thing. So I was like twenty miles out from the so big farms city and stuff. Yeah, it was. Is uh, there was more farms in like Wasilla and stuff like that. Mm. This was the area you went to if you wanted to just like get a big plot of land and like be away from people. Mm. But then the people who did that like started subdividing it more and more. To where it just became suburbs eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for like people who lived on the military base nearby. Or oh, not yeah. lived, but worked on the military mm. base. So, l- a military town kind of. It's oh, yeah. out of convenience. And so, like, you know, it was a mix of like people who wanted to get away from everybody else and then military folks. So, mm. libertarians and military folks, most of whom are libertarians. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Alaska is very libertarian. And it's like the only place like libertarians ever show numbers mm. uh, like in a presidential election resultingly. Ugh. Yep. Yeah, they'll they'll single-handedly elect Gary Johnson or somebody. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean they got they got two senators like everyone else, baby. Yeah. Cool. Unfortunately. Yep. That's very unfortunate. So, uh you know, Robin Hopper's probably best hits or whatever she called her fucking album. Uh also Phantom of the Opera always brings mm. me back because I always listened to that a lot as a kid. It's one of the few things my parents played that I really like, really connected with and loved. Mm. And I still love Phantom of the Opera, the, the musical, a yeah. lot. Uh, the original cast recording with like Sarah Brightman, mm. fucking rock so hard. <laughs> it is so good. Uh, or it's the original Broadway cast recording. Mm. I think it opened on the West End though, and it's not that. Yeah, that is a good one. Like uh, for, for yeah, musical theater. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's excellent. It's a cool, cool rock opera. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got some fucking banger songs. Like, it's got like five songs that are absolute slap banger humdingers. Mm-hmm. Super catchy, super fun, <laughs> super gay. Oh yeah, it's a very gay play. Oh yeah, I mean all plays are gay, especially yeah. musicals. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like just by design. Yeah, it's like that. Those who are in them. <laughs> exactly. Like, how are you going to get all the twinks to be in your play if it isn't gay? Yeah, like, they don't. Like, wanna... Okay, find someone. Find 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 a straight man who can. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure like all of the all of, like the the straight like singer dancers. Guys, they existed only solely in like the 1940s, you know, like like the like yeah, song and dance yeah, guys. back when you could like be gay, yeah. like all the time, and like back when it was like cool to like slap each other's butts in the communal shower, yeah. 
and then like and then just like the gays just took over that that section yeah well they they repressed gay and so yeah. like guys couldn't just be casually gay and yeah. so they're like well you need to make the decision are you gay or are you not gay <laughs> and one out of the 10 guys were like well i guess but how could i meet yeah. others and then it became like oh do some do uh do a uh, theater musical theater absolutely yeah. that's the best way to cruise is in the theater <laughs> yeah um yeah and pushed and pushed all pushed all the the straight uh uh singer dancers out yeah i mean through the clip but through gay excellence yeah i mean like (laughs) we do need certain exoduses of straight people from certain spaces definitely Mm -hmm. musicals is one of them i'd say like like the the biggest problem i have with um you know uh joel schumacher's did you know joel schumacher did the uh the screen adaptation of phantom of the opera i did not yeah, he, he directed. I can see that being a good fit for him, honestly, considering it, it, like his it, Batman movies. Yeah, it seems like a good fit. I love his Batman movies. Yeah. I will straight up stand like Batman and Robin is my favorite Batman movie. Yeah, who who else would think to put nipples on armor? Nobody. Nobody. It's it's insane. Like it's <laughs> he, he was like, let's take everything that's dumb and fun about the comic and try mm-hmm. to make a movie out of it, and yeah. he succeeded. Yeah, like like you can hate all you want on that film and how it's like. Their, the narrative is pretty silly and it's like stylized maybe a little too much like a comic book but mm-hmm. in the uh, Roger Ebert school of criticizing films like the idea is you criticize something based on what you think or what you know uh, that the um, the maker of the film intended mm-hmm. right and he fucking knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's everything it needs to be. I, I would say yeah, like it. I feel it. I feel it's more more aligned with what Batman should be. Mm-hmm. Considering like I feel like going more realistic with it, it's not always the best choice because it's, no, it's, it's, because it, that it, makes him an evil libertarian. Yeah, and who's an, like image obsessed, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's an inherently a silly premise that you that making it serious and doing it like. Very, like very just like as realistic as possible and try mm-hmm. to without and remove the humor yeah. and camp from it it just comes off very bizarre like then I mean, you have removing to the camp from anything makes it suck more it does. like there's a right way to do camp with anything mm-hmm. i feel like no matter how serious you want to make stuff and that's why i like fucking the um Marvel movies suck and everyone talks about how poorly they're written. It's not because they're actually like really poorly written and their narrative structure doesn't work. It's because they just don't know when to like use humor at the right time. Mm -hmm. They just keep on inserting it everywhere. Yeah. It do. Yeah. Cause they don't want to have any sort of like tense moment linger for too long. And it has to be completely, totally alleviated. Yeah. And that's a good question. And now it's like, okay, okay. There's the movies that you don't like. What's a film that you feel is very personal to you mm-hmm. either like on a, you know, like either like to, to either politically or um, personally or something that's very inspired you. And like, it's something that's like a film that is a, a core to you to know who Brit is. I'm going to go with, I think 20, 2017's sorry to bother you mm, by yeah. boots, boots Riley. Yeah. It's a, it's a great film. It is a heavily pro-union, very just communist film hidden in a very strange sci-fi film, mm-hmm. hidden in kind of like a pro-black film. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's so many layers to it, and all of them magically work 
Yeah, it's pretty absurdist too. It is point. like yeah. so. So the the premise of the film, like the, the tagline for, it basically is like there's a black guy who goes uh, to be a telemarketer, mm-hmm. uh, and he doesn't have any success at his job until he finds his quote unquote white voice. Mm-hmm. And then he starts being wildly successful. Yeah. And it is disarming to people because like, yeah, yeah. because the actual plot that that like comes about is you're like, what what does that have to do with it? anything but <laughs> but the way they do it the way boots riley does it is fucking masterful though mm-hmm. and uh he's coming out with a series called i am a virgo on mm-hmm. amazon prime as walton goggins in it yeah in a, in a couple months and i am so looking forward to it yeah he's, same like the guy thinks like no other filmmaker i've seen mm-hmm. uh and his message is something i politically love mm-hmm. um i think he's doing super cool work and yeah Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of wondering how that, how um, the writer strike is going to affect that. Cause like, Oh, it's already done. It's, oh, so, okay. so, so he's already addressed it. Uh, the writer strike's not going to affect it because I mean, it's been done for months now. Hell yeah. Uh, Post production has been done. They've been showing episodes at like festivals and stuff like oh, that. Shit, yeah. So yeah, they're just going to release it in, I think June or July. Oh, hell yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm super stoked for that. Um, personal films. Uh, especially politically, um, fucking uh, blue collar. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I saw that. I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah, I watched that a few weeks ago, and yeah. uh, the 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 politics of it are incredible. You especially would love it. It has mm. welders. Hell yeah. Takes place in a unionized welding shop, but hell there's yeah. like racial tensions and stuff mm. like that. Stars Richard's Pryor. Oh hell yeah! Um, and uh, written by oh god, what's the guy's name? The guy who wrote uh, Taxi Driver. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and didn't he, and wasn't that also the same guy who did um hardcore and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. hardcore rocks yeah hardcore is a <laughs> fucked up film man yeah he does he does some way weird shit mm. uh god what's that dude's name um gonna have to look this up real quick uh, is that on no my keyboard's not on uh, let's see yeah blue collar movie um, anyway, uh, what else, what else do I really like the politics of? Um, oh, Harvey Keitel's in it too. Oh yeah. Harvey Keitel's great. Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader. There you yeah. go. Uh, Paul Schrader is one of my favorite writers of all time. Mm. Like that's, that's the kind of writer I want to be. Yeah. It's just guys who make movies just about people, mm. but say something much greater in the context of what those people do and the material conditions of those people's lives. Mm. Oh Um, yeah. Like, like fucking taxi driver is such a brilliantly written film. Mm -hmm. And most people don't like, I mean, a lot of people get it completely twisted. Like fucking idiots get it twisted. Just like they do with uh, American psycho, the film adaptation, Mm -hmm. uh, fight club, the film adaptation. Mm. Um, they, they seem to think that it's like somehow glorifying mentally unstable, completely isolated white men when it in fact is telling you to beware of these people. And these people need to like beware of themselves basically. Mm -hmm. And that they're a product of their environment. That they, Absolutely. And, and that their material that, yeah. conditions yep. change attitudes. Yep. Determine yeah. attitudes even. Yeah, and like in Taxi Driver when like uh, he picks up the the politician that the mm-hmm. that Sybil Shepherd's obsessed with and yeah. he doesn't know anything about 
about the guy's political beliefs. He's no, just like he's he just doesn't some, care. Yeah, he's just like a fan of him because like he wants to bang Civil Shepherd. <laughs> exactly. He's just, no. he's just like he's like, oh yeah, I'm into you. And then he's like, oh, what's your favorite political position of mine? And he's like, ah, uh, I don't know, but you really need to clean up this damn crime. You need to clean up the, the scum in this town. And then, right. and like, which the, is which is <laughs> hilarious because he's the scum in the yeah, town. Yeah. And the and the politician's guy like, huh. He's like basically talking about eradicating people and stuff like that. He's kind of disturbed, which is unfortunately like that's like really like a a major political position now. It seems like like unfortunately with like uh, the um, the unfortunate thing that happened in New York City. You know, and the oh the guy choked a guy out. And I'm I'm kind of afraid of how that's going to turn out. Considering um, yeah, because if he's found not guilty, it is basically. A, a fucking execution mm-hmm. order order has been signed for all homeless people. Yeah, and and promoting this sort of like vigilantism. That it's not vigilantism because but, vigilantism is stopping crime, mm-hmm. and there was no crime but, being committed. But they, presume, wild. but they presume the crime, right and, that, right? and so they have the idea that they're being vigilantes based on um, like deep mental illness. Yeah, and like, oh, well, this guy is yelling, or this person is doing something I don't personally agree with. Mm-hmm. So I'm get I I now have the right to execute them. I mean, you know, as long as I can now choke out like a, uh, the the Jehovah's Witness people, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with this. Yeah, like yeah, they were saying crazy shit. Like they were telling me that like. The Christian Bible's wrong, but their Bible's right, so I had to take action. <laughs> Both are wrong, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Both are very wrong. Oh, yeah. I, I used to get them a lot when I lived in Bremerton. And oh, God. they It's weird. Like They've come to my door a couple times. I hate when fucking missionaries come to my door. Like, That's why you got to wear your weirdest, sluttiest outfit when you answer the door. Guess what I do? Uh-huh. I'm always wearing my weirdest slutty <laughs> stuff. Like I just got cold, which is why I'm not super slutty yeah. right now. But yeah, you 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 uh you thought the heat wave was gonna be more accommodating to your outfit today. Yeah, but it's yeah. Not. But yeah, kind of chilly today. Kinda yeah, normal. right. A little bit. Yeah. Not not digging it. Not no. digging it. But I guess maybe it's good we're stuck indoors if it's not that That's nice true. outside. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. We're still we're still in the movie question. Oh, well, that also, like, you're talking about um, writers, you know, you, you have Boot Riley, Paul Schrader, you know, writers that you personally like, but, mm-hmm. like, how about writers of books, like, uh, book, like uh, writers that have influenced you or uh, in any way? Uh, gotta go with, I love Vonnegut. Vonnegut was, mm-hmm. like, kind of what got me into, like, reading books. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it depends what you mean by, like, writer, because I like a lot of, like, nonfiction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, I I do think like nonfiction like I think that's why we both like Star Trek so much is because yeah um, nonfiction is a good way to discuss um, um, real life issues but with mm-hmm. an aesthetic distance of being set in sort of in a in a, in a completely um, uh, fictional universe mm-hmm. or just or things that didn't happen but it's like can it's, you can address those issues and so, yeah nonfiction stuff. Oh, wait, yeah. no, I'm sorry. I was thinking fiction. Yeah, yeah. I was like, are we? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, like, yeah, like nonfiction's cool because it's real. Yeah, yeah, the opposite of fiction, yeah, but fiction's th- cool. But you know, nonfiction, though, yeah, mm-hmm. it's great because, yeah, you get to learn about things. Like, and, like I think I was talking about the Battle of Blair Mountain last night. Oh, Battle of Blair, a great union action yeah, back great in union uh, action, the ni- yeah. 19-teens? 19, yeah. Is that right? 1920s? Yeah. yeah, talking about, like, yeah, Pinkertons and how they still oh, exist. Oh, fucking Pinkertons. And just, like, yeah, it's like nonfiction's a great way, you know, history and... uh 
get 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 a, get a, get a perspectives on history that you wouldn't otherwise through like conventional um you know american education through the public school system mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah let's see uh who else uh i i read a book recently called the culture of make-believe by Derek jensen mm. and it absolutely blew my fucking mind I can't recommend it enough to anybody, especially, I mean, mostly just like Marxists and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to take a certain way of thinking to get into it in the first place. And that's basically like a uh, dialectical historical view of, of history mm-hmm. and time and like how things change and how classes move, which I, I got to talk about real quick. I, I don't understand people who reject Marxism as a historical theory. Yeah. It's, it's the only historical theory that actually makes any sense, it's which the is immortal science. Yeah. Which yeah. is why the, why historians are like basically all Marxists mm-hmm. is because viewing history from a non dialectical way, which is basically like opposing forces, um, you know, oppose each other until one wins out because one is too rife with its own contradictions. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, you can extend that to a personal dialectic as well, although that's more mm. uh, uh, Hegelian, Hegel's territory, of yeah. whom Marx was a student. So yeah. there's there's a lot of stuff there, which I, I do like the idea of, like, a personal dialectic a lot. And um, I think it plays a lot into uh, things like, you know, DS9. Mm-hmm. is very Hegelian, at the same time very Marxist, I mm-hmm. think. Oh, yeah. Because it just shows, like, people changing based on material conditions. Mm-hmm. Not only, like, philosophically... You know, because it has the whole religion thing and whatever, mm-hmm. but also like practically because it's a war mm-hmm. that they're going through. So, um, writers of books. I mean, Cormac McCarthy. Oh, I yeah. fucking love Cormac McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy rules. I love. I mean, the way he writes sentences and structures them into paragraphs, paragraphs into chapters, and chapters into a book is so seamless and it's so fluid. Um, like. No one talks like that, but everything that he writes reads so elegantly. Mm. Like, uh, there's no stopping or anything with like punctuation marks other than like periods and stuff. Mm. And, like, yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, I really like how he writes. It's very elegant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mark Z. Danielowski wrote um house of leaves oh yeah yeah big, you big you fan. uh you uh uh let me borrow your copy of house of leaves i i never let people borrow copies of house of leaves i give them a copy of oh, house yeah. of leaves because <laughs> i i never expect to get that book back yeah it yeah. takes a while to read and it's like it's, it's a pretty cool book yeah yeah, yeah you have tattoo a tat uh house of leaves tattoo do i uh, isn't it uh don't you no i don't oh, i thought you did no, I was thinking of getting one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I have one. I'm, I actually have to think about that because I feel like I might have gotten one, but mm-hmm. I forgot about it. No, I don't think I have a direct reference. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, that, that, that book is great because, yeah, like it does a lot of stuff with like the present, presentation of, of, mm-hmm. of word and language mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and just, uh, yeah, it makes you think about how things are structured, mm-hmm. just like in a, in a sense when you read it. Um, another nonfiction author that I'm really into is a guy named Rick Perlstein, mm. uh, who wrote, I think it's called after the storm. Um, he's, he's written basically books entirely about the history of the American, uh, conservative movement from mm. pre Barry Goldwater 
up through basically today. Um, mm. But he mostly focuses on Goldwater through Reagan. Oh, shit. Which and is like Reagan, I think, is one of the... I mean, we've had like... Everything's no, been Reagan since Reagan. Yeah, every president has since since Reagan has been Reagan. No, Reagan was a real fucking neolib, mm. and everyone's been a real fucking neolib ever since Reagan. You like know, every main, politician maintaining that class structure. Love it, love <laughs> and it. yeah, and, and why we base why we feed like um the like the ruling class has a majority of of resources and mm. money and everything else that they do today and like in that sense like it's it's crazy because like fucking nixon created like multiple regulatory agencies right mm-hmm. and basically since then no regulatory agencies have really been created yeah. except for like you know um tsa and shit like that yeah. stuff that's meant to be like draconian to us yeah uh, and there used to be a time when, like, and really, the TSA is basically useless and don't actually do anything. No, no, they it's are. Like to give the, it's to give security theater. Honestly. It is a hundred percent security theater. Like, yeah. and we know that because we never hear about TSA catching anybody, but we do hear about you know, like that shoe bomber, the guy who got into the plane with his shoe bomb, and it just mm-hmm. didn't work. Yeah, and so it they fucked up real bad, but he fucked up too. Like, if he would have just made a better bomb. You know, yeah, and there's stories like uh, people getting onto planes, pockets full of razors. I I, I got onto a pockets pl- full of razors. Yeah, like I think uh, one of the um um what what, what were those uh, the MythBuster guys? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, he, Adam. And, yeah, you know, he guys. he was talking about how yeah he made it through TSA and just had a pocket of long razors in his pocket. Didn't even didn't even remember that they were in there. Long like. Like they were just like ra- like uh, you know that you put into um, oh yeah to, to put into box cutters box cutters yeah and he that, just ha- why would that be a, a threat box cutters <laughs> yeah, yeah, box, box cutters. cutter on a plane that's not gonna take down a plane and yeah. th- fly it into a building yeah he was at he was at a at a at a speaking engagement and was just like I flew on the plane and I and he pulled all the razors out of his pocket I got onto a pl- last one of the last times I flew I had a uh, screwdriver Phillips uh-huh. head screwdriver and my uh, like uh, are you sure it wasn't a screwdriver album oh yeah. <laughs> they would have given me first class. No, <laughs> yeah. no. You're the pilot now. You're the pilot now. Yeah. And a cop. You're listening. You're listening. Yeah, you're in the you're cop. Deputy, yeah. deputy pilot. You're listening to a white power band. Uh, <laughs> no, it was just like a Phillips head screwdriver because I, I was helping my brother build something when I went to go visit him mm-hmm. last time I went. And then, like, I just put the screwdriver in my in my uh, in a back, in my backpack. Should have put it in your asshole. Should have put it in the asshole, and Pretty I brought sure that, put got that right in the plane. I'm like, yeah, that's I could have stabbed people with that. Yeah, if you put it in your asshole, they would have found it. They did find um, a half-drank uh, bo- uh, plastic water bottle, and they were just, got to take this out. Yeah. Like, okay. Butt chug it right now. But I still got my screwdriver. Butt chug the water. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, just like the regulatory, and like, it's not actually regulating shit. It's security theater to make it seem like we're go- that something's being done, but... I mean, that there are regulatory agencies that actually do stuff, but they're yeah. consistently kneecapped by the federal government yep. because, you know, moneyed interests pay them to look the other way to do mm-hmm. stuff. And, you yep. know, it's happened time and time again. Oil companies get away with breaking all sorts of regulations until something major happens and we have a giant oil spill that destroys an entire ecosystem. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and look how, like, yeah, trains. Oh, I think we trains, planes, and automobiles. Yep, unregulated. <laughs> Steve Martin. Yeah, like... Uh, John know, Candy. I'm sure everyone's seen the um, the video that came out, you know, amongst, like, you know, the fact that we were having weekly train crashes for a mm-hmm. little while. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure we still are. Probably. Like, a uh, video came out of, like, um, the railway in Ohio that's completely warped. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, compl- it's something that's completely ignored. And it brings a whole new meaning to warped tour. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Uh, yeah, like uh, nothing's being done about that. No, not shit. Because, you know, because like where money and interest are concerned, like those are the people that actually have power. Yep. Flush them down the toilet, baby. Flush it down the toilet. Hell yeah. All right. There's my writers. What's next? Your writers, uh, you know, and you talked about how like that does influence your political veins. Like, why personally do you feel like you've chosen the political path for yourself? Like, like there, you know, you have your influences, you know, through different, like you know, people that you mm-hmm. read and absorb, and but personally, like, what is your personal well, political well, stance well, that that is molded through your own experiences and everything else? So, um, I used to be. A neoconservative, mm. and almost like I used to be borderline fascist. I'll tell you that much. I mean, uh, you're saying you're growing up in Alaska, where that yeah, seems I, that your, your 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 political position was reflected by your out by your by your environment. It was by material conditions, yeah. which which fucking sucked for mm-hmm. me. But like I, you know, grew up in Alaska, and post nine eleven, um, my mom started listening to Doctor Laura. A lot. For some reason, she really liked Oh, my Dr. God, my Laura. mom, too, listened yeah. to Dr. Dr. Laura Schlesinger, yeah. I totally forgot about her. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> where, I, I wish where, I could forget about die? her. Uh, last I checked, she was still doing her show. Really? Yeah. I God, I haven't thought about There's her. There's nudes of her on the internet. <laughs> Is there really? Kind of, kind of bussing, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, from, from like the 1990s, though. Oh, my God, so. that's so wild. I just, like, I just, like, something, you unlocked something in my brain to make me remember Dr. Laura. Yeah. That's so funny. I haven't even thought about her in so long. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah, my, my mom also knew a conservative super into that wild. But, uh, so, uh, my mom was listening to that and the guy that came on after Dr. Laura was Michael Savage. Yeah. And young Brit really connected with that or Michael Savage really connected and brainwashed young Brit. Yeah. And, uh, resultingly, I like, I read all of his books. I still probably have a copy of his first book. Uh, the Savage Nation that's signed Whoa. to me back in Alaska. I'm pretty sure I have that. Oh, my stuff. God. I've got a couple signed books of his. Um, you should be like, send it back to him. Like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, send it back to him covered in anthrax. Mm-hmm. Just send it back to him. But, like, it's just the casing for a bomb. <laughs> that is Ted Kaczynski. Him. Oh, the, the Bjork bomb. Yeah, yeah, Bjork bomb. For yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, we love to see that. Because the Bjork bomb didn't work. Yeah, it's great. The Bjork bomb didn't work. We love Bjork. She's, we love a, Bjork. she's a national treasure, not yeah. of our nation, but no, no, of no. a better nation than ours, <laughs> yeah. Iceland. Um, um, what? I'm sorry. What was the question we were doing? Uh, what like what molded your? Oh yeah, path? my. Pl- uh, uh, so yeah. I used to be a neoconservative and uh, listened to like a lot of Michael Savage, and then. Because of that, moved on to some uh, Rush Limbaugh. Mm. I wasn't exactly a ditto head, mm. but I liked him enough. I yeah. still listened to his show for like three hours a day. And at the mm. time, I um, 
and you know, I, growing up in Alaska, you drive in a car a lot. And so I ended up listening to a lot of fucking talk radio and stuff like yeah. that. And then I got a job as a uh, cable installer and disconnector. I was mm-hmm. a cable guy. Yeah. And that requires driving a lot. And so I listened. Were you a big fan of Larry the Cable Guy at that time? I was a little bit of a fan. I didn't like that he called himself Larry the Cable Guy because the guy definitely have never worked with coax. Yeah, in his life. you were like, I'm the actual cable guy. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm the fat, dumpy cable guy who wears plaid. <laughs> yeah. That's my job. Yeah. Get her done. Yeah, how dare you? He's yeah. stolen valor. He really, he really is. Like Ken Whitley is stolen valor from shit bags, yeah. from like southern shit bags. He's from like Nebraska, and he talks like this in real life. Yeah, he was he was a Seinfeld uh, uh, clone before he went into mm-hmm. found Larry the Cable Guy character. I mean, that's being pretty generous to him. Well, he tried to be Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he, he was, tried to do the observational yeah, like, stuff that wasn't, you ever hear a fart doing a fart? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, my balls came out of my pants. I, stuck, I sat in bubble gum. Yeah, get her done. Get her done. Get her done. <laughs> I love David Cross's letter to Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, yeah. Or he signs it fart. Yeah. <laughs> I think he signs it like uh, like farting sincerely fart. Yeah, <laughs> fart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. It's excellent. Yeah. We love a good open letter. Yeah, but you were you were working as the cable guy. Working as a cable guy. listening to a lot of that stuff. Uh, and then when I was 18 years old, uh, me and my friends were hanging out and they're like, you want to get high? And I had like smoked weed <laughs> before and got high once, but mm-hmm. the first time I got high was with a gravity bong and it, oh, melt, shit. it melted my brain. Yeah. And so like it melted the fascism right out of your brain. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, that time I was like, it just made me paranoid and weird. And so mm-hmm. it was a couple years later that, uh, you know, uh, I was 18. Um, and my friends are like, Hey, you want to like go hang out on the mountain and get high? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I think I'll try to get high again. See if it's cool this time. And, so we went up the mountain and uh, we're standing up there and I take a big puff of weed and I get high for the second time in my life, but it, not like stoned, you know, mm. maybe like it was actually getting high for the first time yeah. in my life. Cause before I had only gotten like way too stoned. Yeah. Too stoned where you didn't, you lost all concept of right. self. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so this time though. Like I did lose concept of self, but it was like a, an ego death. Yeah. Ego death. Ego yeah. death on the mountaintop. And it was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And in that moment I was just like, oh shit, my politics are all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and I just immediately saw the thing is I was just looking down on a bunch of lights from the city below. And I'm like, like each one of those is a room with a person in it. And, like, I immediately saw that, like, my perspective and my understanding of shit wasn't shit mm-hmm. because, like, everyone has a perspective. Mm-hmm. And mine was just, like, denigrating others' perspectives. And that's no fucking perspective to have. Yeah. And so, in that moment, I, like, became a liberal mm-hmm. on that mountaintop. Um, so, I was just a lib for a while, you know, general good, good Democrat. Mm. Um I didn't start moving towards leftism until around the time I met you. Mm. Uh, and no offense, but you weren't really part of it. It yeah. was, I learned through material conditions, the workplace through the worst boss I have ever had in my life yep. and probably the worst boss you've ever had yeah. to Farron fucking lining. Yeah. Uh, Farron was pretty, uh, I've, I've had bad <laughs> bosses, but, but 
this dude was a piece of shit. I actually got to have a hand in firing him from my other company. Yeah. I didn't get to like sit in the room or anything, but like I got to like write a report on my experiences with him before. You got to be like, this man is the most evil man on the planet. Basically. <laughs> I mean, I, I put it like a lot more succinctly than that, but yeah. it was, it was basically like, uh, given my previous experiences with this manager, mm. uh, I feel as though I need to speak up and let you know who I know he really is because I worked for him for five years, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, I've seen how this guy operates and it's, it's detrimental to employee happiness, uh, to teamwork. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's, he, he was definitely like the idea of, of the boss. He's uh, someone who was completely, you know, like most you know, workers and the, you know, someone who gets a modicum of power mm-hmm. and abuses it to be like their own personal Lord over. Yes. And, yeah. And it's just like, he was that sort of person where just like, like just transferring, like just like state violence mm-hmm. <laughs> just that he experiences onto others on yeah. a smaller scale. Yeah. And like, I actually use, I think use an example mm-hmm. of how like he just systemically fucked people over Yeah, because you got a transfer from Baltimore to come work in Seattle mm. and you figured that you just have the same pay rate, yep. same job, right? Cause yep. when you work in a big corporation, mm. that's usually how it works. Yeah. But you had actually like already moved over. I think mm. when he sat you down and offered you a job with like three or $4 less an hour, yep. which was like a quarter of your paycheck. Yeah. Like he, he offered you like 75% of what you made before to do the same job. Yeah. Which is fuck, fucking fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did that shit. Yeah. Like he, I, he did that to multiple people. Yeah. Mo- I moved to uh, Washington state and then that's when I got the, got the thing. And like my boss in Baltimore assured me like, oh yeah, your, tra- your pay is going to transfer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, it was uh, $3. I was like, oof, that, but $3. Three dollars is significant when a it's lot. the difference between I think thirteen fifty and sixteen fifty yeah. an hour. Yeah. Living in like you know, I, I, were you living in downtown? I was uh, living in Bremerton. Oh, that's right. You were living in Bremerton, so yeah. you had to fucking pay for a fucking ferry every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah, thankfully Bremerton was cheap, but still, yeah, like, the, the, the commu- rent's cheap, but the commute, the commute like was... makes it just as much as living in Seattle. Yeah. Like you're paying like what fifteen bucks a day both ways. Yeah, like that. yeah, like uh, well, I, um. I think seven because I was walking on, like, um, uh, because yeah, I would, uh, I would, I'd, I'd walk to the ferry, get mm-hmm. on the ferry, and then uh, walk to work. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Ugh. oh, it, it's seven each way or just three fifty each way? That was seven. Uh, seven each. It's uh, you only pay going back. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, uh, I've only to, been there a couple times because Bremerton sucks. It's awful. Yeah, you have to pay each time if you drive on. That's right. And okay. um, if you drive on, you have to pay both ways. But if you just walk on, you yeah. only pay back pay once. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. That's good. a little bit better, but yeah. still like thirty five bucks a week. You know that that adds up. It do. It do. You know, you're you're basically. You can't sneak on the ferry, unfortunately. No, you really can't. <laughs> they they actually clamp down on that. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Wish you could. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could, but you'd have to like jump the thing, right? You have to jump the thing and yeah. yeah. Probably deal with the angry guy shaking his fist. Yeah. You can't do that, kid. Can't do that. Um, so anyway, so uh through that, you know, I working with Farron uh basically made me I mean, eventually I just quit the job because I fucking hated working for him. It mm-hmm. was it was miserable. 
Um, and I didn't really want to work in any other section, but I found a, a, a job over at a place called Met Market where I kind of worked my way up the company. But also at Met Market, they were uh, unionized through mm-hmm. uh, UFCW 21. And so I became a union steward and I worked my way up the company and, and got to the highest level of management you could be and still be a union steward. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, yeah, you don't want to lose that union. Yeah. Uh, I, I was in a position that they used to call the assistant store manager, mm-hmm. but then they changed it so they could like pay us less and called it the uh, lead customer service manager. Mm-hmm. So even though I was the, you know, the PIC mm-hmm. of the place, they still just paid me like a department manager, which mm-hmm. is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, I was running the front end, but I was also running the entire store. Yeah. So, I don't know. But they only paid me to run the front end. So, fuck them. Um, fuck them. But, yeah, fuck every workplace, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the boss is always fucked up. And, like, I got further radicalized uh, when I met the owner of the company because he'd, he'd shop at the stores. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he asked me to, or they wanted a carry out because they're kind of old. And so I did a carry out for him. And um, they forgot where their car is. They're like, where do we park? Because they thought they had driven one of their other Mercedes, one of their other like S-class Mercedes, like a $150,000 mm-hmm. vehicle. They forgot which one of them that they drove there. <sighs> I should have, I should have like choked them and put them in the trunk. Yeah. Really? Oh, um, Yeah. But I mean, through that, through a lot of union stuff, I was just like more and more radicalized. Uh, you know, you spend time on the internet, you get more radicalized. You read Marx, you get radicalized. You read the bread book, you get radicalized. Yeah, you uh, you observe the systems that exist uh-huh, and just get like radicalized. And, and, the, and the inequality that it. That everywhere especially seattle yeah i read a lot of history and and Mm. consume a lot of history and so like you know i i'm really into the dialectical historical outlook on things Mm. and i the more you look at it the more it is apparent in everything and the more marx was absolutely right about fucking everything Mm. and like the way the flow of time works like a revolution must come yeah. And capitalism will fall to another system. Mm-hmm. I hope it's a better system, but we, we don't know. I mean, capitalism might be the end stage and we might just revert back to forced primitivism at this point. Yeah, I mean, we are we are circling the drain and it, it, de- it definitely feels like it's accelerating at this point because we've definitely reached the time where it's like, you know, it's like pot human progress can't continue where there's good where where, because like there's no profit motive that exists Mm -hmm. for to 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 improve things Mm -hmm. and where it's like you know you're at a um um where america is like completely profit driven and it's like right because it doesn't like work there it's the inherent contradiction in our system yeah yeah the contradictions are getting too much yeah capital capitalism cannot work because it relies on unlimited growth Mm -hmm. and Given the power we have now, you know, we don't have a Dyson sphere. We don't have unlimited power to where we can go out into the universe and bring back things. Mm -hmm. So the best we can do is exploit our earth in order to create unlimited growth. And we know now that that system does 
not work because you kill the planet. It's a fantasy. Yeah. If you kill the planet, you can no longer make a profit because everyone dies. Yeah. And so, like, they're just looking. But someone will be very rich for one second. Mm-hmm. Like, there will be final moments where someone's the richest person that, in the world. That's that's where we are in history. Yeah, and, is, then, and then everything's going to end. <laughs> is, it, it is a race to the finish of being the richest man at the end of the world. Yeah. And it's it doesn't make any sense to me because it's, you know, it's, it's fucking Elon Musk's greatest fantasy is that the world explodes and he gets to go start a new colony on Mars of which he is the King emperor ruler. Mm-hmm. That's like his ultimate wet dream. And then like all the cat yeah. girls, the, all the anime cat girls flock to him. Yeah. And have, have an Grimes takes him back entered servitude of some kind, which it's also just funny to me. Like this, like that, that fantasy of like Mars being some sort of like, like unlimited playground for them where they can just enforce their own rule. Like there's it's no- a shitty desert. There's nothing there. It's a shitty desert with no atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Like if you want that so bad, go take over the fucking Sahara desert. Yeah. It's free land. <laughs> no one wants that shit. Go buy it for pennies. Mm-hmm. Fucking put your own colony there. It's no one cares. Wor- it's even worse than the Sahara desert because there's no air. Yeah, exactly. It's like there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's like potentially all like it'll it would be like a mining colony if there's any like any kind of usable metals or anything that's there but i'm not even sure if that's even even a possibility but it's just like okay you gotta well you guys still gotta ship that to earth or have some sort of like yeah you need unlimited fuel in order to do it basically (laughs) yeah and it's just like it's it's such a and yeah ridiculous uh, like unrealistic thing that all these people like have glommed onto because like the, the the fantasy of having this uh, magic world where everything will be better is 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 more realistic than actually changing anything fundamentally on Earth. Right, where and, it, where it would actually have some sort of like effect on people's lives. Right, and we <laughs> we keep pushing the goalposts to where we need more and more of things that exist within the Earth that destroy the Earth, like. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as we're like, oh, we need to be a, a carbon neutral environment. So let's let's go to clean energy. Like at that very moment, they made the huge push to make everything battery operated. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you don't need as much gas anymore. But what are you making the fucking batteries out of? Yep. You know, lithium, rare earth minerals that require a ton of processing in order to make viable. Yep. And yet maybe it's more efficient than coal i guess having an electric car or like gas but mm-hmm. still like it still involves the exploitation of the of the of the southern hemisphere the, yeah the and, global south for yeah, sure the yeah the south and that's and mm-hmm. that's where everything does yep and that's and so it's like okay well it's like now we have to like you know uh extract even more value from yeah. other people do you think if they found like a big lithium deposit in california they'd open up shop immediately yeah no no, <laughs> no. unless they could actually get like a ton of you know migrant labor to do it which they probably would yeah so maybe i'm wrong uh if they could exploit it correctly they absolutely fucking would but oh yeah but you know there would be protests about the atmosphere and shit like that because mm-hmm. americans care about our our atmosphere yeah. but not the world's atmosphere yeah america is the nimby of the world yes we always have <laughs> world police world nimby yeah world nimby like world karen yeah world karen karen worldwide <laughs> i don't know if i even have that on here anymore I don't oh think shit I, do. I, uh, I put all sorts of new stuff on here got the bazinga yeah i got all sorts of stuff 
Uh, oh, I got drum roll now. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. So we can announce things, I guess. We got this. Ooh. Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, you didn't recognize it no, immediately? I didn't. No. Oh, oh, come on. Pat. I do. I don't use Pornhub. Oh, Patrick. <laughs> oh, Patrick. You need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be lying, son. I don't. I don't use uh -huh, okay. Pornhub. Yeah, right. X videos. Uh huh. X hamster. Uh huh. <laughs> Homegrown Simpsons you're, you're stuff. In, you're in your ex, <laughs> you're in your X's, aren't you? <laughs> uh, triple X, uh, the return of Xander Cage. Oh, uh, Triple X, return of Xander Cage. That fucks. Mm -hmm. Did you happen to see that video of uh of the Fast X, the new one, where it's like uh, uh Vin Diesel coked out of his mind? Oh yeah, he's so coked up. He's great. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I love <laughs> cocaine. Is fun, and you should let people have it. It although it is. Exploitative of the global south once yes again. yeah once again capitalism ruins everything we need to criminalize drugs in america so we can make our own goddamn cocaine yeah fucking uh if that was legal i would start like growing coca plants immediately oh yeah i would go like off grid start making my own goddamn cocaine yeah buy buy some farmland just do coke just make, grow like, coke coke is awesome pure <laughs> coke awesome i don't know <laughs> if i've ever had it but i'm sure it's great yeah. you know <laughs> i'm not rich enough for that but uh no no, like Vin Diesel, they was on that. They was on, on that. that pure, yeah, he baby was, yeah, laxative. That's what. That's what. That's what being in all the Fast X movies gets you. The Fast and the Furious movies gets you. It's like gets you the best cocaine. It certainly does. It really does. Um, all right, that's the uh, you know that's pretty much the genesis of my political history. Yeah. Now I just read a lot of theory and stuff and mm -hmm. listen to a lot of political podcasts. Oh, also podcasts that helped radicalize me. Things. Oh I yeah, recommend. podcasts. Yeah. Um, Obviously, uh, we got Chapo Trap House. Love mm -hmm. that. Um, we got uh, True Anon. Love them. Yeah. Uh, QAnon Anonymous is pretty fun. Uh, the one that's probably actually radicalized me the most and made me think the hardest about politics is going to be Citations Needed. Mm, Adam Johnson good. and Noma Shirazi. Yeah. Fucking amazing. A blowback mm. has blown my mind every time I've listened to it. Just yeah. like little things they mentioned like um they just did one on the korean war mm -hmm. you which know is that which is like that they definitely i like how they definitely refer to it because it is like the forgotten war right because it's one that we never speak about we don't it's, which it's is crazy because we dropped more bombs mm -hmm. on north korea during the korean war mm -hmm. than we did on the entirety of the axis forces during world war ii yep which we is an insane figure which and and that's that makes like knowing that, and that's why they don't want people to know that because it makes like all of the it makes Kim Jong Il and his kin look sane and reasonable, mm -hmm. and, and it make and it makes the um all the uh, the uh, DPRK uh, alarmism mm -hmm. like about like you know what what resources they have just like completely sinister. It's just yeah. like once you realize how we basically bomb them into the stone age. Or yeah. Most, to. yeah. Most people like most people use that phrase and it doesn't actually make any sense. Like yeah. with the Taliban and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, no, not really the fucking, um, yeah, actually they did. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Taliban, <laughs> yeah. They, they bombed them, you know, years of progress behind and it yeah. fucking sucks. It's Absolutely like, destroyed. and then we complain about how they're like a developing or third world country. My brother in Christ, you made the sandwich. Yes, you made the fucking sandwich. The f and and that's a thing. And and that's, and that's one thing that we don't want to recognize is like how they were able to 
really spring back from that point Mm -hmm. and what they have now. They actually had a better economy for like the entire 50s and 60s than South Korea, even though South Korea was getting like a ton of international aid, whereas Mm -hmm. North Korea won. Yeah. They were getting some aid from the USSR, but that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's all fucked up. And like, especially, I don't know, uh, it's hard to talk to people about, uh, North Korea and the DPRK because they have been so propagandized to believe that like they're evil and they're starving and Mm -hmm. like all this bad shit is happening to them Mm -hmm. when there is so little proof other than, uh, eyewitness testimony, quote unquote. But I don't know how much I can believe that because, uh, the South Korean government now pays you $800,000 American to defect, basically. Yeah. It's it's living assistance or something, which is great. Yeah. I, I think anybody who claims asylum anywhere should be given, like, a ton of fucking money for living assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are, you know, legitimate, um, you know, people seeking asylum, I'm sure, from North Korea. People mm-hmm. who... You know, even if they're shitty capitalists and North Korea is trying to get them for being shitty capitalists, yeah. like, you know, they deserve political asylum. Everyone deserves political mm-hmm. asylum. You know, if, if they are in, if their life is in threat from their home country, even if they have bad politics, unless they're a Nazi. Yeah. Nazis don't deserve They don't deserve asylum. shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> capitalists, I can... I mean, you can be brainwashed into that, but like Nazis, uh, I mean, you can be brainwashed into that, but that's, uh, you know, usually it's a step too far. I mean, we, I mean, America is the most propagandized country in the entire world. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. And, 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 and it's by design, like by design to have such like device, like class divisive, um, politics or like, you know, internal class, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, like our whole systems developed to um, make us fight one against each other when we're all on the same level. Absolutely. And, yeah. And like, like you have more in common, no matter who you are, if you're listening to this, you have more in common with an illegal migrant worker. Oh yeah. But you know, people aren't illegal. So an undocumented migrant worker than you do have with anyone in the newsroom at CNN. Oh yeah. They're, and they're like a part of the elite. They're, they're not the elite yeah, yeah. because they don't make that much money. They yeah. only make millions of dollars, <laughs> which doesn't put you in the elite. They don't have that much market power or really like actual material power mm-hmm. to do much yeah. as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and the MAGA guys, they have, they, they like the, them and the uh, immigrants, mm-hmm. they should be hand in hand. They like. should. They're they're in the same class, mm-hmm. and that's something they don't realize because they don't believe in class politics and Marxism. Mm-hmm. When that's the only thing you can believe in reasonably, because that's the only thing that's apparent in existing, yeah. and the only thing that's actually backed up by any sort of numbers and academia and research. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but you know we gotta we gotta have the alarmism about China, DPRK, Cuba. You know that always comes up. It's like Cuba has had a fucking. I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. They had a, they've had a vaccine for lung cancer mm-hmm. since the late nineties. Yep, uh, that has a ninety five percent efficacy rate. Mm-hmm. Like in this, it's been studied and like proven by international scientists. But America, because of our trade regulations and restrictions on them, we can't import it. Nope. And we also refuse to import needles and medical supplies yep. to them. Yeah. Yeah. We still have the uh, the embargo on them. And, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, just like cutting them off. Um, yeah. Joe Biden kept that embargo in place. Obama lifted it. Mm-hmm. Trump put it back in. Yeah. 
And then guess what? Uh, Obama part two, <laughs> supposedly Biden did. Yeah. He kept Trump's policy yeah. because he is not materially that different nope. as a state's craftsman yeah. from Trump. No. It's fucking sucks. They're both fucking cold war boomer slash silent generation idiots mm-hmm. who have a worldview that is incompatible with reality. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's, and, and that's why nothing's going to get done. We're going to constantly like, you know, make you, make us worried. Like, you know, cause you, it's hard, it's harder and harder to, to manage these contradictions. Like, you know, you have like, yeah, you know, you see China making, um, uh, an entire rail system they build an an, enough rail to basically like get them around the moon and back you know and then like um and then we have to constantly like lie to ourselves why nothing nothing like that happens here and why they're actually secretly evil it's because like we we need we we need more roads we need another lane on yeah we need we, we can't have any sort of societal progress whatsoever no because like that would be antithetical to the idea of the individual yeah because the if if you got a car is you know it's you on the road versus the world. Yep. If you're in a train with other people, you're literally in the same car yep. going someplace together. Yeah. Oh, you're not you're no longer a special special snowflake individual. No, it's it's almost like it's communist to board a train, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? it hmm. Checkmate liberals. Yeah. But yeah, all that yeah, that, yeah, all the all the all the American history leading up to this point. It's very fascinating, but it's like stuff that you will not find in traditional education most of the time. <laughs> and no, and good. That's the thing. When I hear my, my, my brother wants to be a home, a homeschool his kids. Oh okay. God. But it's going to, he's going to teach him Italian shit, <laughs> like Italian history. Like yeah. don't, don't Roman history is fine. <laughs> yeah. Italy. Whew. But it's just like, you know, it's just like, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, how he has a problem with like, you know, how, you know, our public, the public school curriculum is pretty limited and mm-hmm. how, but it's, but it's, it's like, I feel he's going to make, make it even more limited in a different sense where it's just like from his perspective of society, which is like the, which is also given to him by the society at large, by like the, um, but hegemony that exists in our country, which is like teach the capitalist um, uh, by your bootstraps, mm-hmm. like false mentality that that we have as all, as Americans. It's completely false. Yeah, sucks. It sucks. Sucks. It sucks. America. Yeah. All right. Well, there's the politics question. What is, else we got? Let's see. Well, we talked about that. Well, we talked about the politics, but what? How would you going? Like, what would your ideal world look ideal like? Ideal world. Yeah. Because I know, because, like, I, I feel like, you know, we, you know, that's why we both love Star Trek, because, like, we mm-hmm. see it as, like, an ideal that we all want to strive for. Like, in, in a way, yeah. 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 Like, um, you know, there's definitely, like, a need for markets in ways. So, mm-hmm. like, the, the Federation as it is, like, in DS9 seems almost ideal to me. Like, mm-hmm. people are able to pursue things that they want to pursue. Um, but it's still a realistic world. Mm. I don't find other Star Treks to be that realistic because I find them to be too idealist. Yeah. As though 
like, you know, like other cultures won't clash with ours ever mm-hmm. and won't change our material conditions, which won't really change our attitudes. Yeah. And so idealism to me doesn't ever really ring true because there is no personal or political dialectic in anything, really. Mm-hmm. It's a good versus evil. It's Star Wars versus Star yeah. Trek. Um, but... Uh, and that's a problem I have with a lot of TNG is it does take a very neoliberal worldview of, you know, uh, we're right. Or I guess libertarian worldview of like <laughs> we as an individual government are very right. And so we're going to like impose it on you. Mm-hmm. We're going to spread freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, I have problems with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, so like DS nine, is the one that's most realistic to me. Mm. That's why I like watching DS9. Yeah. It's also like, it's just not perfect. And yeah. um, I, I do, you know, believe a perfect world is impossible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I... I there, there's always going to be conflict. Always there's uh, of some kind. Right. So, so practically, definitely a world like DS9 or maybe like TOS. TOS seems pretty nice too. Yeah. Although it's before material replicators. So... Mm. I don't know. I'd prefer the material replicators. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, basically, yeah, I believe in a post-scarcity society. You know, w- right now we're in post-industrial, so I don't think we can quite get to post-scarcity quite yet. But mm. uh, in a post-industrial society, like, we can definitely figure out ways to take the remaining scraps of industry and actually put them in the hands of the people, you yes. know, um, which I think is the most important thing to politically do right now Mm -hmm. uh, is really just like, you know, create a political system that can actually counteract the political system in America because it's not two parties in America. Republicans and Democrats are both vanguards for capitalism. And that's why, you know, Democrats will always, always side with Republicans before they side with Marxists, communists, or even leftists, Mm -hmm. even real progressives that actually even want to do something like very half-assed like Medicare for all. Yeah. Which given the amount of money we spend on healthcare is a capitalist society, we should have had before Europe did. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make any, like the numbers don't work out with how much money we make and how little is actually returned to us via our government. Mm. And, you know, people complain that, oh, they're spending on welfare queens and shit like that. I'm like, no, literally, it's like it's all social security in the military. Yep, that's that's like the biggest piece of the pie. That's more than fifty percent of yep. what we spend money on. Is and look, yeah, and look at state uh, social state security, spending. Medicare, Medicaid, and fucking the military, police. Yeah, it's yeah. that's all we spend our money on. Is we just have fucking fucked up priorities. Yeah, you know, and uh, so really, just a reprioritization of things. You know. Defund the police, fund real social programs that ameliorate people's lives and create material good in their lives. Like, I mean, fucking, have you ever, have you ever personally been invited to or heard about a job program? Job program. I think so. Like, have you ever been invited to like train for a career that you didn't have to pay for? No. (laughs) <laughs> see that's the thing that america used to do yeah that's why like everyone in the northeast of the united states is obsessed with kennedy mm-hmm. is because he was the last fucking like person really to have enormous government jobs programs mm-hmm. and enormous job, government jobs programs enrich 
everybody yeah. where they are because of the way uh, the velocity of currency works. Basically, if you put a dollar into a local community, it creates between eight and twelve dollars of GDP within that community. Mm. Um, because, you know, if you spend a dollar at one place, usually it just circulates in that economy in a, in a service way because we're such a service economy. Yep. You know, it goes to a waiter who goes and spends it at a bar. A uh, bartender goes and spends it at a grocery store. Grocer goes and spends it, you know, at the uh, fucking uh, dry cleaner. Dry mm-hmm. cleaner goes and spends it, you know, and it just keeps on circulating and circulating which is not something that ever happens for rich people because they just hoard the money. They put it away. Mm. You know, all of these people with this enormous spending power and enormous cash on hand, like do you think a billionaire can ever reasonably spend a billion dollars on anything useful? Absolutely not. No, I mean they can, they can buy the biggest fucking boat of all time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that puts some people to work, but like the biggest slice of that is also going to like a boat dealer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the, the designation as job creators is completely false. Oh, 100%. Like, the only job creators are sole proprietorships. Oh, yeah. Basically. Yeah, and, um, like, the whole, like, and and that's the thing, why we don't have the job creators at our our job programs Mm -hmm. um, in place is because, and also why there's, like, this current war on education, like, or in education, it's because, like, you know, an educated, uh, skilled population that, you know, getting those jobs, it can't be exploited as easily. No, definitely not. And, and that's also, like, my theory behind, like, you know, it's like, you know, how um, Florida is being fucked over Mm -hmm. royally by DeSantis's decision to, you know, to, uh, to really uh, bring up, uh, uh, make you know make immigration illegal make Im- mm-hmm. immigrants illegal and like and they're being completely fucked by that right now which is crazy because like every cuban immigrant in florida is a republican yeah that's why they're there is because they were like a capitalist mm-hmm. and fled cuba because they didn't like the communist government yeah. and like they're um and yeah they're they're like they're have a they're having a workage shortage and everything else and it's like and, and it's kind of like the way that, like our country's designed is like there's you know they we had to per, you know keep this this balance this line between you know having a war on immigration on immigrants and also just like but also being need, able to exploit them at the same able time. to exploit them and I think DeSantis I think took it too far because that's the yep. thing like they always wanted to maintain that that balance where okay um you know, we're not going to give you any sort of rights, mm-hmm. but we still need to exploit you in order to make the economy work. Right. And it's <laughs> going to destroy their economy yeah. because as I was talking about earlier, like the velocity of currency, like, yeah. if you don't have low paid people in a certain area, mm-hmm. like your services are going to go down because a, all the people that provide services are low paid. Yeah. Uh, and B, like you don't have that velocity of money because guess what poor people do with all of the money they make? They spend it yeah. every single cent. And so it recirculates in the economy. Rich people, you know what they do with all their money? They save it mm-hmm. because they don't know what to do with all that money because they don't deserve all that money from other people's labor. Nope. Um, nope. Yeah. I mean, we work, it has, to, everyone has to be exploited and, mm-hmm. and, and at, at the le- you know, less people that are being exploited, the less money. <laughs> like so it's like less money, money at the top less money a billionaire gets so that's but, why i need to get but rid of the they billionaire. don't understand that like that money creates more money basically yep. mm-hmm. like the more that money circulates the better it is for society as a whole yeah they don't want a good society 
No, they, they want a good society they, for them. Yeah, they don't want it equitable. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. They have built like uh, like they're they're fine as long they, like human suffering. Mm. Look past it. But no, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good in the hood. It's all good in the hood. That's why yeah, they're the most evil people in the world. But yeah, so my ideal society. I'm I'm not an idealist. I'm not a utopian. And Marxist wasn't utopian either. And he mm-hmm. actually spoke against uh, some some people who took his stuff to a utopian level yeah. because Marxism is literally about there is no perfect system. Yeah. Communism is the best endpoint I think we can find right now, at least in America. Mm-hmm. We actually have gone through capitalism to the point where I think it would be responsible to go to socialism at this point. Yeah. I don't know if it'd be responsible to go directly to communism like mm. tomorrow yeah. because things do work best with incremental change, you know, uh, complete systems collapse do sometimes create more equality, but that's mostly because everyone gets poorer immediately. Yeah. You know, as you saw after the, um, you know, the red revolution and actually most red revolutions, mm. you see an immediate like leveling out of the economy, but also the poor seem to get poorer. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, things, things rise after that. So I think it'd be a great idea for us to go to like pure socialism fucking tomorrow. I'm talking about like, uh, you know, no more of this weird fucking tax structure. Yeah. You know, a, a completely progressive tax to where you just tax, you know, we still have all of the markets that we still have today. Mm. It's just, everyone is taxed ultra proportionately Mm. Um, and rich people are no longer, I mean, after you have a billion dollars of material wealth in any way, everything's taxed at a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, you know what? I take that back a hundred million, a hundred million dollars is too much money to have for a human being. It really, yeah. I mean, make something, yeah. Make something that's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can be talented like LeBron James for how good he is at something we value as a society. Mm-hmm. He deserves to have a hundred million. Yeah. He's like, and you know, the people who are the very best at what they do. Sure. A hundred million. That's a lot of fucking spending power, mm-hmm. but it's not so much that you are creating insane material imbalances within your community mm-hmm. and with your world with that amount of money. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, just loosening up some of that money to more to more people to to materially improve their lives in some form you know like would it be amazing yeah so like the u.s economy if i'm not mistaken is worth somewhere between like 50 and 60 trillion dollars mm. um it's estimated american billionaires have up to 30 trillion dollars stashed away worldwide which is like, I don't know, <laughs> up to a third of our economy mm-hmm. that's just being hoarded? That doesn't seem right. That don't seem right. It seems yeah. pretty wrong. Yeah, it seems like a wrong, yeah. One second, pause it real quick. Yep. So, that's that question. That is that question. What else do you have for me? Hmm. Get a little silly with it. Let's get let's get silly. Let's get silly up in here. Let's uh, let's go to Cartoon Town, everybody. Oh, Cartoon Town, Cartoon Toon Town. Town. Here we go. <laughs> hmm. Get silly questions. Yeah. We think it would be a good silly question. 
I'm not the one interviewing. Ah, damn it. What's, um, I don't know. Uh, 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 who do you think has a bigger dick? Yeah. Uh, Shrek mm-hmm. or Thanos? No, not Thanos. Uh, Shrek or. Donkey? The Jolly Green Giant. Oh, the jo- oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we're going green against well, green. Wait, are, are you talking proportionally or just like the bigger dick? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it would. I guess proportionally. Proportionally, definitely Shrek. Mm. Shrek has like fucking big green giant. Like, ho, ho, ho. Check, <laughs> check out my big green dong. And... <laughs> And Shrek would be, oh, you think that's big, do ya? <laughs> well, let me show you something. I'm hung like a donkey. <laughs> Even donkey thinks it's big. Yeah. I mean, I bet donkey actually has a small cock. That's why he's mm. so, like, sassy. And he's a I little, know, he fucks a dragon. He's a little donkey, though. He fucks a dragon, though. Yeah, but he just climbs in the dragon's pussy. Oh, that's true. Just finds the G spot and goes. Uh, sort of like in the boys when the guy crawls up the guy's urethra. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that I I enjoyed that a lot. That was the voice is really good. That yeah, a good show. I yeah. like I like the politics of that show. Yeah, surprisingly good. Like I like considering like I hated the boys comic book. Like if you read the boys comic book, mm-hmm. it's awful. Really? <laughs> like, Interesting. I did not like it. Like I felt like you were probably like, "Where's all the young boys?" Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like I felt like it was like it's it, it it's it was more um, edgy. It's trying to be just like, oh, everybody, oh, guess what? Every superhero is a rapist and a uh, and and just murders people. And it's like, okay, well, that's kind of boring. Yeah, After it wasn't a while. actually saying anything. Yeah, like, it wasn't saying anything. Other than like power corrupts, I guess. Yeah, just power which is, corrupts. Which is a fine message. It's just like there's so much meat on that goddamn bone. Yep. And and also it didn't really I I felt it didn't do enough commentary on the fact that it's the, the thing that it's satirizing, which is mm-hmm. like superhero culture. Yeah, and Superman. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, like Homelander is evil Superman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the boys does like the the satire of both of like politics. It's like plit- has has political commentary and also satirizes the current state of our um, superhero. Mm-hmm. ecosystem where yeah. it's like yeah, that's become like the cultural zeitgeist that it is now. right because like you know and it's a culture of like individual power mm-hmm. which is not good and yeah you can say that well but the adventurers had to work together to defeat thanos and yeah but like as individual actors who are highly superpowered it wasn't a bunch of normal people normal hands working together to do anything mm-hmm. It was a bunch of fucking libertarians who can shoot webs and fucking radioactive cum and shit. Yeah. Like defeating a big purple guy who mm-hmm. can also, you know, shoot radioactive cum and shit. Yep. Which is, I don't know. It's <laughs> whatever. It's not not exactly, you know, a union coming together to defeat the boss or any kind no. of analog of that. Nope. Or, you know, people coming together to take political power and like make their lives better. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I and one thing I like about the boys series too, yeah, because like it does it shows how it's like not just like the superheroes that are involved in this area, it's like it has to be an entire whole cons- business, whole business, because it's all about consumption. Yep, consumption and like and the consent that goes into keeping these people in power, which is kind of like how we have like 
you know, the consent that we have, the, that the, the the societal agreement that the the people we put in power belong there. And, yeah, and, and billionaires maintain, and maintain, deserve to be billionaires. Yep, and maintain, and maintain that system. Because it's yep. like, people don't realize, like, through collective action, you can do anything. Yeah. We could impeach the president if we needed to. Yeah. There, if there were enough threats and riots in the streets, if we started throwing threatening bricks through windows again. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the, they were able to get that guy arrested because people were cr- crawling into the New York City subways. Yeah, like because mm-hmm. like you know the you know no one wanted to take any action to him because they felt what he did was justified. Yeah, the, because the police was secretly murder. want to murder homeless people. Yep, and they want they want people to murder homeless people. Yeah, yeah, they think that's a societal good because they are. A societal bad. Yeah, a societal bad. It's, and, it's, yeah, it's almost like they are a contradiction to societal good. <laughs> yep, and oh. that's why I like the people that, and which is incredibly brave, considering the third rail and everything else. Like yeah, crawling yeah. into that subway. Like I thought that was excellent. Yeah, it was not just crawling into the subway. It was. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like that shows, and that shows like what yeah collective power can accomplish if if given but and that's why it's like you know we fund overfund the police to really just be a force against people collectively organizing and 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 providing a threat to to uh to the systems that currently exist and mm-hmm. they want to maintain that as much as possible because like just property rights p- protectors and mm-hmm. class protectors class protectors yeah. you know what we need to do to them hmm. <laughs> Show them how to fire a gun. <laughs> Damn, that went on for long. Yeah, show them how to fire a gun. Yeah, show them how to fire a gun. <laughs> take, take them to the gun range. Take show, them to the gun them, range. show them a thing or two. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, fuck them. What else you got? See, we did the Shrek penis question. Mm-hmm. We decided that it's Shrek that has the bigger dick proportionally. Proportionally, I think. I think just because the Green Giant has got Green Giant's got to be what, like forty feet tall. You say? Yeah, I would say that. Like definitely, like at least like I don't know, mm, half a dozen people taller or more. Mm, so. Yeah, so I guess like like yeah, even if you were to have like a small dick, uh, comparatively, it to, would be like as big as Shrek. Yeah, it would be as big as Shrek. So Shrek would be have to like he, he'd have to be like, oh, well, my whole body's my dick. <laughs> you see, and he just takes off his cloak or whatever, and it's just like a big throbbing uh, Snickers dick vein <laughs> penis. <laughs> just like yeah, I guess like even like a small dragon giant dick would just be the size of Shrek. Yeah, exactly. It'd be yeah. a, it'd be it'd be meaty. Mm. It'd be hard to contend with, really. Yeah, I mean, but the thing the thing about like Big Green Giant is like we never see like a Mrs. Big Green Giant or another Mr. Big Green Giant. So like we see a kid. Does he even fuck? Yeah. We see a kid though, so he had sex. How do we know that? What if it's what if it's not just a really big green guy? <laughs> it's his I'm pretty sure it's his son. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. Maybe he adopted? Mm, test tube baby i assume he's a test tube baby mm. like how else are you gonna make also a I, i'm giant? actually who knows if they even have sex because i always assumed that they were plants of some kind oh that's true so i wonder if they grew hmm 
Is the Jolly Green Giant a plant? I think that's <laughs> that's the question we got to ask here. That's that's the question. Yeah, I think he's a CIA plant, mm. big big vegetable. Yeah, <laughs> he's 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 a psyop. Yeah, I mean they're never gonna suspect him. You know, a giant comes to your door. You're never gonna be like, oh, this guy's a spy. The only thing you're gonna be thinking is. Why is this 40 foot tall motherfucker like trying to get me to eat buttered Brussels sprouts? <laughs> uh, Brussels sprouts are his dick or his, or his balls. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So you think he's, um, or they're just like, he's or, from Austria then if he's got Brussels sprouts. Or they're genital words that he's cutting off. His dick. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen Brussels sprouts grow, they grow on a big stem. Yeah. Yeah. They do. So yeah. This is like just things that grows off his dick that he just trims off and then he puts into a bag oh, and then expects I, us to eat it. I bet his dick is like a Brussels sprout stock. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. He's just like, yeah, eat this, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Throw eat, some butter on it, you fucking mongrels. Eat the shit that I cut off my dick. Uh-huh. Fucker, fucking assholes. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Cream giant. Yeah. That dude's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just eating his Brussels herpes. Yeah. Is there a cartoon character that you think you would have sex with? Um... Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Fucking Morel. Oh, Imres. Imres. Sorry, yeah, Imres. Imres. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's. I mean, she'd be like, stick it in. <laughs> like what? What's happening? You know, I, I think something that a lot of people haven't really thought about. I'm sure. I'm sure it must be a discussion in the furry community. But uh-huh. like, you think like ha- having sex with a person that's completely covered in hair. Fur, 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 different. Uh, has to be really, a, really like a, a really bad cleanup. Like just like get it in their fur and it's like, well, you have to like, take a shower. I don't, yeah, then you have to wash your whole body. What you have to cover. You've your never taken a shower after sex. I have, but yeah. just like, but I don't. I'm not covered in thick matted fur and it gets all stuck shit. Why is it matted now? You, you didn't let it dry, <laughs> did you? Are you doing, you going multiple loads here? You're just like letting it dry and going for round two dog. I mean, that's kind of weird. You can take a shower in between like loads. If you that's want. true. That's true. Or you can fuck in the shower too. I imagine, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. If I was having sex with a cat girl, I'd probably want to do it in like a shower. Mm. Right. And she'd be like, I hate water. And I'm like, oh yeah. She'd be qu- shut up. She'd be cowered in the corner. It's part of my Dom thing. <laughs> How about non Star Trek related car- uh, cartoon characters? Uh, what I fuck? Yeah. Um, uh, I'd fuck Ratatouille. <laughs> That's no? true. Yeah. No? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't fuck Ratatouille. His name is, uh, Remy, by the way. Remy. Remy. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's, he's not, I, I, I'd fuck the ratatouille that he makes though. <laughs> oh yeah. Like the eggplant and shit and squash <laughs> tomato sauce. Stick my dick. Right. It did look really tasty. I hate ratatouille. I'm not going to mm. lie. It's like, it's not a very good dish to me. It's, mm. it's fine. It's just like, and I'm, I'm sure it's nice if you're vegan, but if you're yeah. not, it's like, eh. I did, I did, uh, used to make ratatouille a lot mm-hmm. when I was a uh, younger, young, it's very young Italian vegetarian. of you. Yeah. Is it, or is it French? Uh, I think it's French. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds French. Yeah, yeah. If it was Italian, it'd be ratatouille. Ratatouille. Uh, ratatulino. They don't eat vegetables in Italy. I think. I don't think. No, it's all seafood and pasta. It's all seafood, pasta, and and the gravy. The gravy. The gravy sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, non. Uh, D- Daphne from uh from Scooby Doo. Yeah, mm. probably Fred too. Fred's pretty hot. 
Yeah. I don't know. He's he's a little like hunkish. I I'm trying to think of like good twink cartoons that I'd fuck, and I'm like coming up dry because they're always so dopey. Yeah. I don't I don't want to like fuck a dopey twink. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speed racer maybe speed racer mm. pretty cute yeah yeah maybe yeah he'd be a cute little bottom he's yeah. definitely gay <laughs> definitely gay yeah, i never watched speed racer i don't know did he have like a romantic interest in that um i think he might have mm. but he's gay yeah trust, <laughs> trust me trust me trust the plan um i mean dick dastardly if you shaved his mustache mm. Ooh, penelope pitstop's pretty hot mm. i don't know who that is uh, from Wacky Races. Oh, I never watched Wacky Races. Oh, well, I I, know I call it Wacky right. Races because that's what I wacky off to. <laughs> wacky racist. <laughs> that's that's kind of dick dastardly. Yeah, he's wacky racist. Oh, I saw you in my neighborhood. You don't belong here. I'm surprised that's not like a name that someone has for like some uh, racist YouTuber. Wacky that, racist. That, that, yeah, that's that's okay, his. Maybe the, there probably is. Yeah, the wacky racist. But that's his like and. Uh, you know how like they just make those long form YouTube videos where they're just like it's like a just a cartoon character that's like speaking. Oh God, no, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen that. Thank God. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of like Sean, where Sean has like the skull. You know, he's a leftist YouTuber. He just, he just has a skull on screen the entire time. No, I'm not it's, familiar. You don't you don't watch Sean? I, don't know, I, don't know. Oh, I love Sean. It's just named Sean. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm not familiar. Oh, uh, yeah. Like they have like. Um, I'm watching like people who died in caves and stuff on YouTube right <laughs> now. That's I'm going through my people who died on through hikes, caves, and deep sea diving uh, era. Damn, I, I, I was just on that sort of kick. really. Yeah, watching, there's there's some really good stuff. Yeah, there uh, there's there's some really good uh, YouTube um, videos on like on. Um, on the cave collapses where people get trapped. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched a couple of those, Mm -hmm. uh, like people getting lost in caves, people going on solo hikes in caves and they don't know how they died, but they died Mm -hmm. a bunch of fucked up stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a weirdo. I like, (laughs) I like that kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's good to keep you. It's kind of like the same. It feels the same purpose that, you know, store like the grim fairy tales, uh, served, Back in the day, where it's oh, get, gives where the, there's a didactic, uh, yeah, the, the cautionary tale, yeah, of, doing, of going into the woods. The didactic things. I've learned is uh, don't go into the sea or caves or really anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's worked pretty well. It seems to be working pretty well. That that, that lesson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's worked out. It's like you have like a health. It's good to have a healthy fear of those things, so you that, so you, you don't suffer the same fate. Yeah, especially like caves. Caves are fucking crazy, dude. Hmm. You never fuck with a cave. Never fuck with a cave. Like, uh, that's why, like, there's the memorial. Have you ever been to the um, Big Four Ice Caves? No, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's not too far from here. Um, it's a giant ice cave. Mm-hmm. And um, um, you can go up to it, and it's on the side of a mountain. And uh, inside is just, like, um, you know, like it's all frozen inside. and. Mm-hmm there's people who go inside and there's a memorial to like a girl who I guess was inside and there's constantly cave-ins cause it's ice yeah. and crushed a girl to death. And one time, the uh, first time I ever went up there, like uh, me and my friends were all outside the mouth of the cave, mm-hmm. heard a, heard a cave in. We all started running, but we didn't go inside. That is, it was, it was definitely scary. Yeah. 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 It, that's real in the mouth of madness there. Oh yeah. But there's people who go in, there's like, you can find pictures online of people who have gone in snap photos that's so stupid i know 
So fucking stupid. Not me. Like, I'm glad someone else went in there and took a picture. Like, I'd yeah. probably send, like, a little RC car yeah, with a camera like, on it. Yeah, one of those little Boston Dynamics dogs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good use for them. Yeah. Not not uh, not putting guns on them to use as crowd suppression. I should I should capture and try to eat one of the Boston Dynamics dogs. <laughs> I think I've talked on this program about starting a dog farm before, right? Maybe. I think it'd be like the most unpopular thing of all time is to, uh, you know, start a, a dog farm raising dogs for food consumption. Because I don't don't know if it's technically illegal. I think I think you would I think you would. Um get so much blowback that's that's the thing <laughs> i like that because then i'd be famous for being the dog guy oh yeah but the thing is i wouldn't actually ever kill any dogs or anything mm. i just tell people i have a dog farm f- for making food out of dogs mm. and they get super mad but then i'd reveal hey it's just like a sanctuary for dogs <laughs> i just wanted to use this to piss everyone off you have like a fake setup where it, it, there's a conveyor belt that's bringing dogs up into a building mm-hmm. and then on the other side like um wrapped steaks or <laughs> just, sa- just sausages yeah but dog real, sausages but, re- but really what's happening is like the dogs are just going in you're taking them off the conveyor belt and then taking like a steak that you bought at the supermarket on, yeah. on the conveyor belt and but people looking at it would be like oh the dogs are instantly being turned into steaks god i want some dog sausage now <laughs> not dog dick not like jj abrams no no no, no, no. none of that that's no. bad don't want to be eating that dog dick all right uh what other questions you got mm, i don't know how long have we been going on for a while probably about as long as you yeah hour and a half yeah do you have any questions i already gave you questions no. oh oh for me to ask you no, that's not how an interview works. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome if you got to go in a job interview and they're like, so uh, what questions do you want us to ask you? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know how much I want. <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah, well, do you have anything personally you want to share with, with, with the listeners? Well, I share a lot of personal stuff with the listeners. True. So they can, uh, they can just dive into the diary of a mad them. Yeah, have a mad them. Yeah. What you basically have like um, Kevin Spacey from Seven's um, diaries all over the place. I got Kevin Spacey's diaries from real life all over the place. <laughs> you don't want to read them, folks. That's uh, just each page is a different twink. Say, <laughs> like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. uh-oh, uh-oh, problematic, problematic, problematic. <laughs> Wait, oh no, problematic. <laughs> yeah. uh, he belongs in prison. <laughs> yeah, he really does. Um, or in space, we should throw him out of an airlock, and that'll be a real Kevin Spacey. Yeah, you know, right? take this fuck, take this shit, K Pax, you bitch. Yeah, right. K Pax, more like K Pax fudge. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> more like gay Pax fudge. <laughs> gay Pax fudge. Got him. Got him. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, with that, uh, it's a good place for us to leave it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Soyagers. Yeah, thanks for checking with the Soy Boys, Girls, and Other Willy Beans. Hang dong and shocker. Soy, 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 soy,